Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. All right, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What an exciting show we have for you tonight. We're going to be talking about, oh, human design systems. Now, what does that mean? Well, we're going to be understanding the map of your aura, but much more than that. I have one of the leading experts joining me here today, a pioneer in this field of understanding Zen human design systems. So today, Zeno is going to be our featured guest. We've got so much planned for you today. I hope you're going to take down some information because we're going to announce how you can get an amazing free session with her. And we'll tell you about it in a minute. But she is someone that has been uh, one of the first teachers of human design systems in America. And you're going to hear about that in the beginning of the show. And so she's joining us here today to explain what this human design system is, how it plays out in our lives, what the four elements are, how this differs from astrology, and we're going to pull some things right from the headlines to look at some of the people that are in the news right now and perhaps take a look at their charts. So today, I am so thrilled to be talking with her We're going to give you uh, an in-depth exploration of what this is about. We're also going to talk about karma. We're going to talk about purpose, which is on everybody's mind right now, astrologically, as things change, uh, and much more. Zeno, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on here. I don't know. Did we lose Zeno or I'm not sure what happened there? You didn't hear me? Uh, no, I didn't. Now I do. Okay. Maybe All I right. just was bring up the mouthpiece. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's really cool. Uh, first of all, let me congratulate you on your new website. I love it, love it, love it. Um, Thank you. It ha- yeah, it, it's really great. It has a lot of energy in it. The colors are beautiful. And when people go there, and I just want to make sure everybody knows the website that I'm referring to. When people go to the website, um, you're going to be able to see uh, what it is we're talking about. You're going to be able to see the charts. You're going to be able to see how they're different. Um, you're going to be able to see uh, and perhaps even follow along as we take a look at this journey that one calls human design systems. Thank you, Zeno. I, I've got a question for you, and I think this is where I want to start today. Many people don't really understand the history of the human design system. And this is something you've been immersed in for, you know, what is it, close to two decades. So I would love for you to, to take a moment and, and give us a brief history of this, but also to talk about the four elements that are involved in the human design system. Okay. Well, essentially, the human design system arrived as a revelation. And so that has been something that the revelation describes what's called the body graph. And the body graph, let's call it a 21st century template. So it is taking the astrological calculation, that's one of the four elements, and indexing it into hexagrams, Hexagrams come from the Chinese oracle called the I Ching. That's the second element. And then those hexagram numbers has a lo- have a location, or every hexagram has a location within the body graph's nine centers that are based on the chakra system 
and also the tree of life. So when we're looking at the body graph, we see something that is a nine-centered representation with those very special locations of the numbers within the nine centers. And according to the revelation of human design, then, we have an index. This index is just brilliant that it's saying, okay, this particular such and such a degree of Aries or Leo has a location here, and it can meet another hexagram within a channel. And so because of that, then sometimes these centers come into definition, and that means they're shown on the chart as colored or the same white because there is definition. There is no channel that is connecting to centers. So what does that mean for the layperson listening? Because people, you know, don't know about channels. They don't know about, you know, the in-depth conversation. What does this mean in understanding the life implication of all this? Um, Let's see. I want to really listen carefully to the question. What does it mean for layman? For a layman, what we really want to start with is there is a map of your aura. And the way the calculation, taking that logical information and then translating it into the form of the human design chart, that is something revolutionary, certainly 21st century, in that it shows very clearly not just that there are those seven chakras, human design uses nine centers, but that... It's not just that somebody is going to do a psychic reading for you and determine how those chakras are working. This is showing you a map. That map is a very accurate energetic description of where you're vulnerable or where you can act out. Or on the other hand, where you really bring energy into the world and have something to contribute. So for people listening to the show, many people would ask, how would you characterize human, you know, human design systems as different or similar to what people have come to know as astrological charts or other things of that nature? Well, um, I think on a visual level that when you're looking at the Zen human design chart, It is showing you the body graph of nine centers, and each of those centers has those numbers, whether those numbers show any activation or not, is where you can tell where the planets were at the moment you were born. Mm. When you look at a horoscope, uh, the horoscope really requires, uh, I think, a pretty sophisticated fluency, and on the other hand, you can go to an astrologer and get that horoscope read and evaluated. But what human design has in common with astrology is both can tell a huge amount of information. They tell different information, however. Some things are going to correspond. You're going to say, oh, yes, that quality that you see in the horoscope, you also can see over here in the human design. But essentially what is very, very different with the human design system is that you can see centers that are very vulnerable and therefore you can tell exactly to what a person is going to be attracted or where they get in trouble or what they keep tripping over because this shows how a person, when they are growing up, have been affected by parents very specifically. And you look at some charts. Some charts, it's very clear that the child is a lot sturdier than the parent 
And so, you know, the parent might do the best to try to influence the child, and there is going to be some. But when you're looking at some charts, you realize that the the difficulty for a person in separating out what has been unwholesome, what the parent's influence might have been where the person wasn't so greatly benefited this is something, it's very helpful, it's very different in the human design system because you see those centers, they're either colored, therefore they're stable, or they are not, and therefore they tell us the life story. They tell us what a person seeks, what it is they want to know about. Okay, so, you know, for uh, for today, we're going to be talking about many different aspects of this. And I would love to use an example for our listeners because I think there's so much here for people to know and learn about, uh, especially how we can use human design in times of trouble, you know, in times of personal crisis, for example. And, you know, one of the things that comes to mind for me is, you know, I've always been a Christina Aguilera fan. You know, I loved watching her her grow as a musician, as somebody that prominent in the field of pop music. And recently, she, uh, since her divorce or since her separation, she's been on an interesting track. Her career has, you know, elevated to, to movies, but yet at the same time, she's been, you know, uh, she's been on this path drinking, some people say drugs, and more recently, um, she was stopped by the police completely intoxicated. And so, it's interesting as we see these people that are so prominent in our pop culture come to the heights of popularity, uh, overcome domestic abuse, and then within a, such a short period of time, you know, to be uh, characterized as someone out of control. And how does human design or how would human design shed some light on a person like Christine Aguilera, because I noticed that on your website and the work you do, you have many, many celebrities there. And I don't know if um, if we could, if this would be something we might be able to talk about. We can certainly. I pulled up Christina's chart, so I'm looking at it. And the the thing that is prominent that starts right off is Christina is somebody who has an emotional nature, strong chart in some ways, and vulnerable in very special ways also. One way that is significant, especially when you're saying getting stopped by the police and uh, trying to defend herself, this is a chart where she will never be able to defend herself. One of those centers represents let's call it the equivalency of the third chakra. And the third chakra is about willpower and uh, going to war, so it's about competitiveness. And she is somebody who gets actually crushed probably when things are very competitive. It's not her nature. She doesn't want to compete probably. And yet it is something that if she tries to defend herself, she always is going to come back to the understanding that you cannot defend yourself. Somebody slanders her, and really that's some deep inner work that she gets because it isn't something that she can just hire somebody to speak for her. But when we're looking at this chart, this is somebody who has a nature where somebody else speaking for her is probably the way that oftentimes things get said because I think it would be very hard for her. For her to be an actress, an actress takes the words and the direction from a director or from the screenwriter so she doesn't have to necessarily come up with her own conclusions and ideas. She is somebody who is not mentally defined, and that's a very important thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people are not mentally defined, 
but when they have to answer for themselves, that's when it sounds fake. You know, it's like she's making stuff up, maybe. And so that is something that undoubtedly part of her challenge is that it's very hard for her to feel like people really hear what she wants to say. And by the time she says anything, she's already been influenced by other people. So she can feel quite insecure about having that one center in my language, the heart center. It's not the same thing as the heart chakra, but the heart center, the third chakra, which is about our protection or our support themes. And, you know, this is somebody who undoubtedly also suffers when she doesn't feel supported, that it's very hard for her, that she wants to be supported, because that is a very basic and primary way we are loved. Mm. And the reason I wanted you to talk about this is because, you know, everything you've just said makes so much sense given what's going on right now. Uh, and even stories um, uh, that, you know, we can point to where she did compete early on as a young child in Star Search, I guess it was, and didn't win. And what a hard blow. That was an awful mm-hmm. blow. Uh, to her at some young age. So I wanted our listeners to get a sense of the, the depth by which you examine this. And we're not even getting to all of it, for example, here. You know, so, you know, so uh, this is so helpful for us. Now, let me ask you a question, especially regarding this. What role does karma play in all this, if any? Yeah, actually, this is something I've given a lot of thought to recently, that um, we are in our lives, we seek things that attract us, and we just go along and keep bumping into different kinds of lessons. When I look at a chart now, I can see what it is that is built in, that we are always attracting And so when we're looking at the word karma, we have to say, built into the life are certain lessons, and those lessons are going to keep coming up and up and up. And so when we understand our own natures, when we understand what the attractors are in our own nature, then we don't have to worry so much when that center energy, say, gets disturbed. It isn't it isn't a question of changing or fighting it or anything. So in terms of what the karma is, when we understand, you know, Christina has an opportunity and she would have an opportunity also early April. This is something to watch out, Pat, and since you are interested in her, mm-hmm. the beginning of April might be tough for her because that competitive energy is being given to everybody on the planet. Yeah. This chart is going to be affected in the same way, but it is affecting her chart. And so if she starts getting, let's say, aggressive or really, you, you know, you listen to sometimes those stars getting thrown in jail or having to go to court, and sometimes they're ridiculous. I mean, they're ridiculous that they are being fighting, and this is not a chart where it benefits her to fight. So in terms of her karma, her karma certainly would be when she hits that, that she starts to fight, or as you referred to an earlier example where she dealt with losing a competition and you can imagine that as being heartbroken and you know that is something that is built into that chart that it can break her heart to go into competition and then not prevail she doesn't control the energy and it's important to know i mean she could win the competition but it is not something that is determined by her own nature. And she is benefited knowing that it is never going to be up to her. 
And, you know, she has good days, and then she has days where she's not on. And that is confusing. When you look at a chart like this, that is really a long lesson. Because you start off by saying, but I I did really well in my rehearsal. So you think you're going to do really well on the stage, but you don't necessarily know. And some kinds of charts, the person is carrying a consistency. That Mm -hmm. means if the conditions are good, it may be replicable, but it's also possible that she doesn't always have a good day. She doesn't have a good performance. This is a design to wait. That's what I was referring to. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? And uh, I, uh, one of the things, and I want to just tell everybody that Zeno's joining me here today. Before we continue, uh, Zeno, can you please give out your website? Because I would love for people to go to this website. They can be looking at these charts, uh, these celebrity charts, right from your website like we're doing. They're just absolutely amazing uh, when you pull them up and you look at them. Uh, and we're going to talk about this in more depth. But get, let's give everybody your website, humandesignsystem.com. That's yes. the best way to get there. Um, yes. Sign up for the newsletter. Go to humandesignsystem.com. I have a, a, a more technical question that you and I have not talked about. I was looking at the chart today, and I noticed under the celebrities' charts, there is this rating. And every human design system seems to have it. It's a, and, and am I correct? Is it uh, considered a, a Rodden rating? Or am I pronouncing that right? R O D D E N. Right. I wanted to ask you about this. Could you explain what this rating is for people? And sure. the reason I was drawn to it is because as I looked at the charts, I looked at somebody like Heath Ledger who passed away a year or so ago, and I noticed under his rating he had an X. And I didn't see a whole lot of Xs, you know, here. I saw a couple of double Xs, and I thought, you know, I have not talked to her about this. This is now another dimension of human design. So could you talk about this? Well, it's a little bit different from human design. Lois Mm -hmm. Rodden was an astrologer. She was actually in the L.A. area. And she used to do celebrity charts all the time. She would do mm-hmm. astrology charts for her celebrities. And she is the one who instituted this accuracy of the birth data. And so a Rodden rating of A, like we see for Christina, mm-hmm. means that it was an accurate birth time. Either the astrologer who submitted it had direct word from a parent or a mm-hmm. family member or even Christina, but didn't look at the birth certificate. If somebody has looked at the birth certificate, then it's going to have an AA. And in the case with Heath Ledger, if it shows an X, it means that the birth time wasn't known. And th- there are different speculations of birth time. So mm-hmm. if the Time is not something that is verified, then it has an X. And then there are other ones like C is, well, I think I was born somewhere around 10 o'clock in the morning, like that. That's, That's not uh, that, totally inaccurate. Right. It's, it's bo- a ballpark. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, this is so fascinating. Zeno is joining us here today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about something that seems to be on the minds of millions of people. But what does the shift in the planets have to do with it? You know, does anything regarding Uranus moving into Aries, what does that have to do with one's purpose? But can you, can you see in, in the chart, what one's purpose is when we're talking about human design systems. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this and much more. And honestly, we're not going to be able to get to everything here because this is such a com- comprehensive look at our life path. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. 
Are you tired of hanging on to things in your life that hold you back? Get ready to reclaim your fearless nature with Annette Bingham. Annette has been a catalyst for helping people achieve maximum results. Known for her breakthrough approaches, she will assist you to unleash your true power. Her unique distance healing techniques have been empowering people globally. Get ready for a life-changing event to step into your fearless nature. For more information, visit AnnetteBingham.com or call 432-770-4062. Do you ever get so frazzled you find it difficult to function? Many people are experiencing more stress and fear than ever. When we react from this place of fear and stress, we end up damaging relationships and creating more grief in our lives. Lynette McKenzie has a solution for you. The Energy Emergency Toolkit. Ten easy tools to go from frazzled to fantastic in five minutes. Visit OpenLiveNow.com and download your free Energy Emergency Toolkit and go from frazzled to fantastic now. After a 15-year search for a truly delicious, healthy, easy-to-prepare organic meal, Savitri and Adil Pakivala founded Eastern Essence. They set out to do what their friends and business acquaintances thought impossible, to produce delicious, healthy, vital food grown in harmony with nature and to promote organic farming in India. Happy food, happy people, happy planet. For more information, go to easternessence.com. That's easternessence.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. With CRA, I will be your wellness coach to help you achieve a wellness lifestyle. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us and sign up for our newsletter and find out about these incredible guests that we have, my guest tonight, Zeno, go to my website, which is drpatlive.com. That's drpatlive.com. For more information and to take a look at some of these human design system uh, charts of some of the people we're speaking about, go to Zeno's website, which is humandesignsystem.com. That's humandesignsystem.com. Zeno, thank you so much for joining the show tonight. Um, it's great to have you on. Before the break, you were referring to Christina Aguilera, and you were talking about the first week in April. It's going to be pretty intense for her. And I wanted to speak with you about that. Is it going to be intense for her, or is it going to be intense for a whole lot of people? And and then how does this quest to find our life's purpose intersect, interweave with what might happen in April? Yeah, the the fact is that it is a very intense time for everybody on the planet. And it depends on the chart how well a person might be able to handle it. In other words, if you have stable centers where that definition, that means two centers are connected to each other, when you have stability, excuse me, then uh, it it influences you far less than when you have a center like Christina with the undefined heart center. 
that means that she will constantly be feeling like she maybe that she is going to win the race and is very egotistical or on the other side and probably more likely that she feels like people are attacking her and that she can't protect herself. And so during that, well, actually the possibility does exist that she feels invincible, which is its own kind of disappointment. And everybody on the planet is going to have this, uh, as you said, Uranus is moving into Aries. Uranus is moving into Aries, and it is affecting this, and it comes into a definition with the magnificent planet Jupiter. And <laughs> so it makes a very strong, revolutionary, freedom-seeking, uh, rebellious quality. And we've already been looking at the world stage. We see a lot of upheaval, a lot of earth moves like the earthquake and revolutions like what's going on in North Africa and the Middle East. And right here in this country. I mean, we've had a a revolution of sorts here in Wisconsin. Absolutely, and it's really far from over. Like this story is just starting out. So when we're looking at that coming into our 2012 We know a lot of things are changing, and one person described it to me as the veil is thinning. I think Mm -hmm. that's very nice, that it is a time where whoever we are and however we are living our lives, not taking any sort of aggressive action, but being a witness is intelligent at this point. This is not the time to um, assert oneself unless it is very appropriate if you're really somebody who needs to assert yourself, but not going against somebody. I think it's a dangerous time to be overly aggressive. Mm. And so hence what we're seeing is um, are these nonviolent, and let me just call it nonviolent, nonviolent, um, aspects of people showing up to say, we're not going to do this this way anymore. Or, you know, I'm going to stand up for myself. Is that the Aries? Is that the Aries in what's going on? Uh, and because I think people have a perspective on, you know, Aries itself as a sign. But given what you've just shared, there's more than that happening. Is this a time for the self? And how does Jupiter factor into this? That's an interesting point you just made about the self. Mm -hmm. Aries is about the self, but in human design, one of those nine centers is the identity. It's about the self. And exactly where Uranus is going to be hitting Jupiter is the identity connected to the will, to the uh, warrior to the competitive spirit. So Jupiter always expands whatever it touches. And here it's touching this thunder, the awakening, shocking. And so it's also Aries. So it is absolutely Aries, Aries energy. And human design doesn't always have that happen. There's exactly one channel out of the 36 channels that is an Aries-Aries channel, and it happens to be this one. So it is sort of enhancing and making more prominent this entrance of Uranus coming into Aries, that it immediately comes into this definition with Jupiter, which is expanding and enhancing the definition so it's about the self and if the self comes into definition and a person feels like they are happy not everybody has an identity definition in the first Uh place Mm. so when they get an identity definition that can be 
wonderful. It can be very awakening. It can be very illuminating, potentially. But it can also be um, something that we act out because we don't understand that it is just a transit. It'll pass. Mm. You know, I love that because I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, so do I have a, an identity definition? So I'm asking no. myself that question. You know, what does that really mean for an individual? Yeah. Um, Christina does. Mm-hmm. When you were looking at her chart, and you also could look at Cher's chart. I just Yeah, I just had Cher's chart up. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, then we are tuned in, aren't we? Totally. I have it right in front of me. <laughs> you can see that the the diamond in the middle, that is the identity center. Mm. And Christina and Cher both have the same connection that is defining that. You can see that one central channel that is in Cher's chart and in Christina's. Can you see that? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So this is something that they have a similar relationship to the identity, and it is a reasonable direction. Cher is also an emotionally defined person, so there is something that probably they did not have a very hard time working together, I would guess, mm-hmm. that they were sympathetic with each other. Mm. Yeah, you don't hear horror stories from the movie at all, um, uh, and, and 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 you don't really pick up anything on screen for that. Um, so we had a, so let's talk about purpose for a minute, and how does your work with individuals uh, help them see this? And because this is a question that seems to be on a lot of people's minds, Zeno. I mean, you know, people are saying, "What am I here? What am I meant to do?" You know, how do I know I'm not doing it now? You know, why do I keep longing for more? Um, and so this seems to be uh, people that are, even Oprah as an example, you know, Oprah starting her own network. One would think, oh, my gosh, she did just about everything you could possibly do. But the answer is no, apparently not. So what is it that's happening now? And how does human design help us understand this longing to find our life's purpose. Yeah, I absolutely am very interested in being able to look at the chart to find what the life is saying it's gone to seek. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we understand what it is we are seeking, how we're constantly falling on our face, I'm looking at Cher's chart. And what is really dominant in shares potentially one of the things that's very important for her to explore is what it is to be healthy. And so even though she looks healthy, she is doing a lot of things with the physical form that she has been given. She is certainly dramatic. But in terms of the way that I would guess that she feels that is something that is really a constant drive for her to figure out how to feel well. And so when we're looking at the purpose, then you have to connect it to what it is the life is forcing us to learn. And when you can finally decode what it is that keeps coming up and what it is that we have trouble with, I mean, really, essentially all of us, get into trouble sooner or later. It might have started with our parents or maybe it only started when we were married and had a partner. But when we're looking at the chart, you can see exactly how we are attracted. And so in terms of the purpose, it shows what it is we want to learn. And so when I would say the purpose for everybody is to be able to come into harmony and gratefulness and joy. It means that when they're living in a way that makes them stressed and unhappy and upset and so on, then you know that that 
direction of the life as they are living it could be easily visible, that they're living out a part of the nature that is unstable. And so when you come in, I mean, Cher and Christina both have a very strong identity direction to give direction to others. And in their role, this Madonna has it as well. So it's that one right from the identity to the red center below it. So you just imagine these women who actually get to be models for the rest of us. And there is something very distinct that they're here to give direction to the people around, to the world. Well, one of the things I was really struck by in looking at these charts as examples, and I want to just tell everybody, you can do the same thing that we're doing, um, uh, and definitely, um, uh, you know, call Zeno or, or email Zeno and, and, and ask questions. HumanDesignSystem.com is the website. You know, one of the things that I, I think people should know as they're looking at the website and they're looking at the chart, they're going to find some things uh, uh, on these charts and they're going to, and, and they're probably going to have questions. For example, we're talking about defined centers. You know, one of the things we see in these charts, uh, charts, it says defined centers. And then there are colors on them. For example, red. Um, I, I'm looking at Madonna. So, you know, the sacral is red. And there are other colors. So, and then there's a level of awareness. So can you address just these two, these two uh, things that come in human design and what role they play? Uh, the defined centers, the yes. colors. Yes. Well, when it when this chart is showing um, specifically what centers are defined by noting the color that mm-hmm. is shown in the body graph. So the sacral center is always red in everybody's body graph, and if mm-hmm. one person doesn't defined, then the Defined center will be shown as that box colored in red to indicate that it is something that she is carrying herself. Mm. Mm. And so... Okay. I'm just looking at the planets for Madonna's because it is something that um, is also that... You know, she is somebody who has an enormous amount of wealth. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at that, she has that activation. It's the same one that we're seeing in Christina and in Cher as well. But you look at the planet, or I looked at the planet just because I was curious, and it comes out of her design earth and the design earth is a very interesting location for students of human design in that it shows a very specific nine months before the birth moment in other words i think of it as the motivation to come into life and the the loc- the activation the hexagrams we can look at the hexagrams shows this kind, uh, it's called great harvest, and it is a kind of abundance that is just, okay, this is what God gives, so this is smart to be grateful that you just get this, and so all three of those ladies that we looked at have it. Wow. Um, you know, I know that we could spend hours talking about this because it's, it is just so amazing. Um, I wanted to uh, ask uh, if we could spend some time here and talk about how people can prepare for what's coming and coming very quickly. You know, how does human design help us prepare at a, both a global level and an individual level? Because we are talking about things changing, planets changing. But human design has a, a way for help, to help us through crisis. I mean, this is what I know you talk about. So what can you tell our listeners that could help us better prepare other than, 
if you want to know more about this, contact Zeno and please give them your phone number if you don't mind. And oh, I don't mind. I don't okay. mind. People can call me. Um, shall I say it now, Pat? Yes, please. So 575, I live in New Mexico, the area code, 575-758-2909. And otherwise, you can look on the website, humandesignsystem.com, and find the telephone number as well. Um, I, I always am fascinated with what questions are important for you, and I know that you do have your finger on the pulse of your audience, Mm -hmm. the people who are listening. And what is it that we all need to be able to do in order to maintain and be graceful in this very intense moment of the planetary cycles? I would say that all of us have the same job, regardless of the chart, But what the chart does for me when I am looking at somebody who is specifically upset about something or something is especially difficult is that we can pinpoint what the practice is and make specific kind of exercises. So I'm looking at Cher's chart. And for Cher, what I would say to her is the first exercise I would say that she really has is if she gets defensive, she has to remember that it isn't her nature to be defensive or to be an egotist in any regard. I mean, it is a stress point, and that means the inflation of the ego can trip her up. Mm-hmm. And when you look at where the awareness is in the chart, that's the other thing that I would be doing. So looking at Cher's emotional definition, it is the only awareness that is it's the way she is going to perceive. So in other words, the way her perception is operating is emotional. Mm-hmm. And so it's very helpful for her to remember that, how she feels emotionally is something that is affecting everybody in her environment. So when she is really having a bad day, she'll see a lot of bad day coming back to her because it's her own energy that she is just carrying. She doesn't have to be aware of it. This is very likely that she doesn't have to be aware, but yet... This is one of the clues. Each Mm -hmm. of us carries our own self into every circumstance. And so when we understand our own nature, then the practice that each person has is, I mean, I think it's simpler to say chart-dependent, and yet I remember talking to you at another point where I said, really, this is all a breathing exercise. And essentially, when you come right down to it, our path of being on the planet at this very intense time, it is the practice of remembering that we breathe in and we breathe out, we let Mm. go. And if you look at the chart and you recognize the way you get stressed and the way you get reactive, Being reactive is a clue, and as soon as you know the pattern of your own reactivity that comes up with numerous different people in your world, then you already could tell me when you give me that phone call that you know that you are Mm. reactive emotionally. And so we're going to look at your chart, and we're going to see what you told me. Because these charts are not something that are fanciful. Mm -hmm. It's a very accurate map. And Mm. so you know this energy and you know the disturbance of everything that is affecting you that's coming in from the outside. It is my feeling, and Pat, please tell me if you agree with me. 
I think we all know that we have auras and that we are carrying energy that affects other people and other people affect us. Wouldn't you agree? Doesn't everybody oh, know there's, that? Oh, there's no question about it. But I think what is, the work that you do, though, is it helps us make sense of this. And I think that's what we're longing for. Um, Zeno, thank you so much for joining us here today. Please give out your phone number. And also, let's mention that you have a free teleseminar tomorrow. And right. I want to make sure everybody but knows about it. I schedule this teleseminar just for your audience so that mm-hmm. I would be able to give them a really good introduction. In the introduction, it's called Centers, Conditioning, and Consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I will be going through the nine centers of the body graph. So telling what the centers operate like, everybody will be able to recognize these energies. These aren't something that we don't know. Everybody knows about the mm-hmm. mind or emotions or sexuality and health, mm-hmm. etc. So um, when you go to the website, humandesignsystem.com, Right on that home page, it uh, gives you an opportunity to fill in your name and email, and then the autoresponder will send you the information for getting to that teleseminar. All right. Well, thank you so much, Zeno, for joining us here today. Uh, everybody, go check it out. This is fascinating. You're going to hear lots more. We've got lots more to do and uh, lots more to learn from Zeno. Thank you all for tuning us in. Zeno, thank you so much. Um, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. And I want to just let everybody know, go to humandesignsystem.com is the website. Uh, and if you've missed any part of this, you'll be able to listen to it again in a couple of days at thedrpatshow.com. Thank you all for tuning us in. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Curtain call, take your last bow.